Thank you so much for joining us on the Stretching Healers podcast. Today's episode, we're talking about pain in the lower extremities, pain in the legs, pain in the shins, knees, bottom of the feet that keep you from being able to do what you love, which is to go exercise. If you're an athlete and you compete at a a competitive level, like you're trying to go into the professional leagues, maybe you're in college or you're already in the professional leagues and you've had injury but haven't been able to recover, get back to training pain-free for whatever reason, then this episode is going to tell you how we're able to take our UFC fighters who have had lots of pain in their lower legs, knees, shins, unable to train for literally months. And, um, you know, they've tried physical therapy, they've tried pharmacological, they've tried deep tissue, Graston, myofascial, chiropractic, and whatever the case, their doctor seems to still say, hey, look, you know, um, you should be good to go at any moment, but they can't train, they can't get back to doing what they love. And so we're going to talk about how we're able to get those athletes literally going back after all the efforts that they've tried, after having nearly given up on their career, having gone back into training literally in one treatment session with our therapy. And so, um, you know, how we're able to get um, wide receivers with lots of pain going from college to the draft literally in that time that summer of their graduating year with the draft um, being unable to train because of the intensity because they have so much pain whether it's in their hip in their leg um, and then now being able to get to training because of having been worked on literally in one hour and an hour and a half session with us they're able to start training they're able to get back into literally competing at an elite level when they've had this weakness for maybe it could be a month two months and they are able to get to a place where hey look you know they can train super intensely in literally one treatment session so that's always something uh nice that we can bring into the space something that we enjoy taking people not just people who are you know running and you know they've had eight months off because they've had injury, no breaks necessarily in in their bones, no fractures, but they have so much pain that they can't do the movement. They can't even walk right. They might need to use a scooter to help them. They might need to use crutches to help them. And these are formerly athletic people where they didn't break anything. They didn't twist anything. They didn't sprain anything. It just, they've had this dramatic onset of intense pain. And so being able to take those athletes, being able to get them to a place where, hey, look, no, they can continue to do what they love. They can continue to train intensely. Um, That's something that we're always excited to bring into the space. So um, that's what we're going to cover today. I'm happy to be able to uh, bring you that because those like that, that, this one that I just mentioned about, you know, eight months, uh, you know, in literally one 45, one hour and a half session, the next day he's cycling, you know, the next, the next, the following day after that he's running and then within about a week he's back to training just as regularly as he was before. So what we have is 
really brings really great results. We're going to even give you guys a technique because it is a do-it-yourself method. You can teach yourself. So you can try this on all the muscles, uh, whatever is, is, has pain uh, and intense weakness. If it's your legs, if it's your uh, shoulder, if it's your, you know, you can bring that into the space. We're going to be focusing on legs on today's podcast, but uh, we also do provide all the tutorials uh, on our social media handles for free. Um, you can know how to do it. You can literally get the step step by step on how to do this method, and you know you can get significant results with this. Um, you know, even doing doing it yourself um, with 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 our teachable method. So um, I really really recommend that you guys just you know tune in, listen closely, um, and so let's go ahead and let's get right to it. Today we're going to be addressing two primary demographics, uh, three actually. So the first one is going to be you know elite athletes, um, athletes who, pro, who who compete and try to make a living off of their off of their um, um, off of their sport, off of their performance. These people maybe they're in a scholarship because of that, or maybe they're looking to get a scholarship, or maybe they're looking to get to the pro league, or maybe they're already in the pro league. Um, you know, these are the athletes, you know, when these, these people, um, this demograph has been injured and unable to train, we're going to look at how we're able to get them to train. Um, you know, when they, when they have been given a runaround by their own healthcare professionals for literally months, um, saying, Hey, you know, they should be good to go. Um, but they still can't deny the fact that they can't train, um, so how we're able to get them, literally, if they've been off for months, if they've been off for a year, if they've been off for however long, and back to training in a week, in one treatment session, they, they have no pain. And then they're training at high maximal volume, literally next week. So that group, and then still, of course, um, the second demographic that we're going to be looking at is going to be the athlete, uh, the just the weekend warrior, you know, if if you just you're not making your living off of athletics, but you do like to do exercise, you like to go to the gym, you like to maybe play basketball, pick up games, you like to do CrossFit and exercises, you like to run, you like to cycle, uh, whatever the case may be, and uh, you know, for whatever reason, you can't do that routine anymore because you have too much pain. Then that group is going to significantly benefit. Uh, from what we from what we offer today, and so let's go ahead and you know the, that group you know of being unable to do it anymore, saying hey you know I can't go this this length anymore, I can't run this distance anymore, or I have to ice my knees after, or um, I can't bench press this heavy anymore, I have elbow pain, um, I can't squat this heavy anymore because I have knee pain. That group um, being able to take that group and really help them get to a place where hey look you know they don't have to have this pain they don't have to struggle with this anymore they can go ahead and really get back into their training training routine their training protocol Um, they can get back into doing what they love Um, even if they're at the point where hey look they are stricken with so 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 much pain Uh, We'll go ahead and we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about um, how we do that. And um, it'll be something really exciting. Then the third demographic that I want to bring to you is not people with 
intense pain or weakness or injury, but it's the actual athlete who likes to document his progress and realizes he's not making any more progress. In other words, the plateau. How do we take athletes uh, with our technique from being, uh, you know, if you're an 800 meter, a 151 to a 149 without changing, you know, heavy intensity, without changing really your workouts, literally one treatment session, 151 next time trial 149 um, that's something really exciting to be able to bring to, bring to the table uh, athletes go you know if they're bench pressing uh, they're only used to making strength gains maybe one rep with us being able to make three rep strength gains four rep strength gains or one to two reps and five pound strength gains so and still even of course making wide receivers prof professional feel like hey you know they're recovering so much faster you know they they feel like they're not training as hard or hard enough because they're just you know they're feeling good so how we're able to do that that's going to be exciting uh i that's another person another demographic i really really want to uh consider so go ahead and let's uh jump right into it so the the story i'm gonna start off with two stories uh well three stories uh the first story is going to be on pain in, in in athletes and injury and recovering from injury because that that sector i feel is very very important uh i have a lot of empathy for athletes if you're an athlete who who try who's making a living off of it or trying to make a living off of off of your performance and your skill um you know uh, it, it's devastating when when you're in that position and so many things are lined up for you. You're at the cusp, and all of a sudden you're struck with injury. You you can't get back to competing. Um, you know you're trying to you're being proactive about uh, you know seeking uh, therapy. You're being proactive about pharmacological medication. You're being proactive about. Um, you're being proactive about, uh, you know, seeking alternative alternative medications too. Whether it's um, whether it's Graston, whether it's chiropractic adjustments, whether it's physical therapy, whether it's um, you know, myofascial release. You're being regular and whatever reason you don't feel really improvements in in terms of pain reduction uh being able to get literally get out to practice without having intense pain that's not something that can happen for you um i have a lot of empathy for that and so let's go ahead and let's start uh one of our athletes i want to start with one of our athletes um a ufc fighter uh he had a lot of pain in his in his shin and his knee being a Muay Thai specialist, obviously, that, that's a lot of kicking. Uh, and then being obviously a UFC fighter, that's a lot of, you know, just running, a lot of pounding on the feet. You know, when you're when you're in fighting and you're sparring and you're practicing, you're on your feet a lot, hipping and uh, hopping on your feet, um, bouncing on the feet, bouncing on the knees, bouncing on the on the shins at very, very high velocities. Um, you know, everything in, in, in fighting is very it's very fast. So stress is fast, stress on the muscles is fast. And this gentleman, he had uh, an incredible pain in his, in his knee 
to the point where he couldn't strike the bag. If he would strike the bag, it would cause a sharp, intense pain up his shin, up his knee. So he, he stopped. He stopped training and sure enough, he, he said, he mentioned that, um, you know, he had, he had been off for three weeks. He was planning on taking another three weeks. Fortunately enough, uh, we were in town, uh, and you know, we said, Hey, you know, we're working on, on a lot of fighters here. Uh, and, um, this was near a gym called extreme couture in, uh, in Vegas. And, he, you know, he said, Hey, you know, come down and we'll go ahead and we'll work on you. And, uh, you know, so he came down and sure enough, uh, worked on him, uh, everything. And I'm going to explain what I mean by worked on in a second, but worked on everything from shins to calves to knees, uh, glutes, quads, hams, uh, hamstrings, um, you know, plantar, everything. And, exactly it was it was a good turnout because you know into the into 45 minutes into it we had him strike the bag and he said that the pain went down from an eight to like a four and then by the end of the workout when we had finished all the muscle groups it went down from an eight to like a one and a half he said so he was able to strike the bag reported you know very very like no pain just like maybe like a little nick and then um not only that but he But he also, he also, also, also um, reported that he had, he also reported that he had, oh man, I lost my train of thought, let's see here. So yeah, he had very minimal pain and the next week he was able to get back to training regularly. Like he was able to to train regularly, um, do his thing. Uh, back at, at the at his intensity, which you know is you know two a days, um, and this was you know for 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 three weeks he had been he had been in, in a ton of pain and couldn't practice and he was planning on taking another three weeks off. So um, you know he had he had a, a, a fight a contract that I, I believe was two months away, and um, you know so to to be able to receive that help uh, by us was very very opportune for him and so that's that let's go ahead and let's take a look at the um, next situation where we had a it was a uh, sprinter and he was 800 meter runner he was running a a, his fastest was a 147 Um, and uh, he he's collegiate he wanted to hit a one I mean at the time that we met him he was a 151 now he couldn't practice because he had a lot of uh, pain in his knees and his shin I mean he, he would practice but he would have a ton of pain uh, some days he would have to miss he said he was missing maybe like 30 or 40 percent of his workouts because of the pain and and and, and the stiffness and and uh, you know well he was also taking about eight aspirins a day, eight aspirins a day to, uh, for, for the pain. And he mentioned that 
he was coughing out blood. Like last season, he he, he was coughing out blood at times. And so, you know, it, it, it obviously devastates us to, to see something like that in such a, you know, a, a phenomenal athlete. And, you know, with pain, obviously a lot of pain in his knees, ton of pain in his knees. So, you know, we worked on him, worked on him and, um, you know, he, he did, he went back to literally in 10 minutes, um, He, we were at, we were, we, at that time we were working with, with a track team and, um, you know, it was our, it was our second day on the job because we wanted a lot of good feedback. We wanted to see what it could do for these athletes, um, you know, their times, um, more than just, not, not just pain reduction, but improvements because obviously with running and, and, um, you know, Olympic, Olympic sports, swimming, running, cycling, uh, it's easy to document improvements because times will just be faster. So it's easy that way. Whereas something like football, basketball, it's more so subjective. It's more so subjective. They say, "Hey, look, I, I'm performing better," but you can't quite gauge it objectively in terms of times. So anyway, we we were working with this track team at the time, and um, he mentioned that uh, yes, I, I I'm able to uh, you know worked on him. The second day he approached us, he saw that we were helping out because he said, man, I got a lot of pain here. You know, can you, can you help me? And he gave us his, you know, his story about how he's had it for you know, eight months and he's coughing out blood and, and you know, what he's doing. And so, you know, worked on him 10 minutes, boom. Uh, sure enough, worked on it. And then right after we had, we said, okay, what made, what makes it run? And he said, what makes it hurt? And he said, you know, just sprinting, you know, sprinting what I was doing now makes it hurt. And we said, okay, go ahead and go for a quick sprint. And he went out 50 meters and came back and we asked him, you know, how did you feel? And he said, pain's all gone. Just like that, pain's all gone. 10 minutes. It was a shin stretch that we did on him. Or not a stretch, but it was a shin technique that we did on him. Uh, I'll explain that in a second. Now, great. Pain gone. Literally, you know, said it was all gone coach was right next to us which is really really good witness because second day on the job he's probably wondering you know are these guys as I mean he knows that we're good because he's heard some things from athletes uh, from his athletes about us but you know he, he this is his chance to witness it and to be able to see such a traumatic effect in one of his greatest runners actually one of his best runners psh, that's uh, that was a good witness now um the second thing I want to address is, uh, well, now, yeah, he, that, that athlete was doing great, doing well. Um, another athlete I want to address is one of our uh, football players that we had. Uh, he was a professional football player. Well, he had just graduated college and was, was going into the pro league, was getting drafted. He had a lot of hip pain, uh, so much so that he mentioned during his routes he could feel it nag. His uh, turning wasn't as swift. He said that, you know, it was it was it was not obviously it was not helping his performance. Um, you know, it was hurting his performance. That he could feel it, and he mentioned that he's had the hip pain since maybe the beginning of the season. So about you know February, well, not the beginning of the season, but since last season. So it was you know like November, and by this time that we meet him, it's May. Um, well, like. 
like late April, like April tw- April twentieth. So they literally have they had just had the drafts in May, and he just got picked. He just got um, picked for the the it was the New Orleans Saints. Got drafted with them, and um, you know he said, you know I need I need help with this. I need to get back to to feeling a hundred percent. And sure enough, worked on him, and he was able to he was able to get back to training he was able to to train um, he was able to get back to training he was able to train regularly he was able to have no pain literally after an hour session uh, worked on all the muscle groups hips glutes hamstrings calves because like I said earlier we don't just work on one muscle group we work on everything that's related um, it's not physical therapy. I'm going to explain to you what it is in a second. Um, and so, yeah, he went back training um, after that hour and a half exercise. He, we actually, right after it, we always try to have the athletes do, you know, what movements uh, would cause it to hurt, uh, what movements they would feel that, that pain on. And he said, he mentioned that when he, when he tried to try to do a, a quick sprint, which would normally make it hurt, some high knees, um, he didn't feel that pain. So that was good. And, you know, went back to training, never, he never talked about that issue again. He did phenomenal, had some games. Um, and so that, that was uh, another experience. Now, obviously it's helping a lot of our elite athletes, um, it, whether, you know, they've had a ton of pain, unable to practice, missing a lot of their workouts. Uh, yeah, so it, it helped on all different types of sports. You know, we talked about sprinters, we talked about uh, UFC fighters, you know, um, football players and there's more you know there's tennis players we have um, soccer players we have you know or, or football players which one do you want to call them um, so we, we've helped out a lot of them so we're gonna go ahead and I want to jump into the non the other demographic the second demographic which is not necessarily the competitive athletes not the ones that are trying to make a living but the uh, the typical person who likes to exercise on a routine basis, but now he or she is faced with not being able to exercise at that intensity, um, at that regularity, because they have he she has a lot of pain. Um, you know, he she has a lot of pain. He she, um, you know, has a lot of weakness. Can't can't quite execute the movements. So let's go ahead and let's jump into that um, that demographic right now. So. The first story I want to begin with is uh, a story that I had about a, a police officer, a police officer client of mine. He he was uh, retired at this point. No, no, he wasn't retired yet. He wasn't retired. Um, he had he had a lot of pain, uh, a lot of pain, a lot of pain. Uh, so much so that well, he used to run. He used to run five five times a week, three miles, five times a week, so fifteen miles a week, uh, and. You know, he he had this one run where he literally mentions that on his last finishing up the run, he he went down. Like he went down. He had a lot of pain. He had a lot of weakness. Um, and since then, he wasn't able to run anymore. In fact, he couldn't even walk correctly anymore. He was walking like as if he was 90 years old. Like he needed a walker. Um, he had a boot on, and he mentioned that you know even coming down the steps. Um, from the second story to the first story, 
he would have to put his body weight on the rail, have to, you know, walk down the steps sideways, uh, couldn't walk down, you know, f- forward because he couldn't feel his muscles. Like he said that they were just like dead weight. Uh, like he felt like he was pulling his muscles. They were dead weight, his legs. And so, um, you know, worked on obviously <clears throat> he had, he was dealing with this for about eight months. Um, and so we, you know, approached him, um, you know, told him that, uh, cause he was a friend of a friend and we told him, you know, a friend, a friend told us, you know, about him and what he was dealing with. Can we help him? And we said, okay. So, you know, we told him, you know, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to work on you. And I mean, this guy, he's, he's already, you know, getting his, he's already taking medication. He's already, you know, um, doing chiropractic, he was doing chiropractic and, and doing, uh, you know, some deep tissue, um, so a little bit of myofascial and phys- and he had, he had done physical therapy too. Um, his wife was a nurse, so she was very, very proactive about, you know, trying to help him get better. Um, and so he, we worked on him. Um, did a lot of the uh, the techniques related to the lower the the you know the the shin the calves the 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 quad the hamstrings the glutes all of that opened that up and literally uh, during during that session the you know he mentioned that um, you know he, he was he he walked down the stairs. Uh, you know, down, down some stairs, and he said, "Wow, I can like walk down them, just like a normal person. Just walk down them, able to walk up them." He was able to walk without walking super, super slowly. Like before, he was walking super, super slowly. He was able to walk, and um, you know, after that, he—I mean, he was good. He was. He was good in terms of the next day. I'm sorry, not the next day. That the second day, he went for his cycling. He went for his cycling practice, his, his spinning in the morning, and then um, that following day, he went. He he did a run, and he didn't have any pain on his on his lower back, um, which lower back pain is usually actually caused by by lower you know. Is the, the source of that is actually in the legs. Um, I'll explain that in a second. And so he was able to get back to training. He's, he, I mean, he, he spins now five days a week. He, you know, he, he brisk walks, he runs, um, you know, he goes hunting. He's, he's good. Like he's, his, his legs are, everything's great. Um, the next client uh, I want to talk about is one of ours who he was a, con- he's a construction worker and, um, you know, obviously in that field, um, that's a very, very physical, very, very taxing job. Um, so much so that, um, you know, he he was able to, he was very physical, very, very taxing job. So much so that he, um, you know, he had, he had a lot of lower back pain, um, which is right now I'm going to explain that it's, that it's usually the legs actually. And, um, you know, lower back pain that when he would try to wake up in the morning, um, he couldn't, he couldn't just get out of bed and, 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 you know, 
and, and change and then and put on his shoes and then get up and going. He would have to get out of bed. He would have to sit by the bed for about four minutes. And then he would let his you know back kind of warm up. Then he could get up and, um, you know, he could change. You know, he would get his coffee, etc. He would put his shoes on last because... Um, he he had I mean he, he he had to wait for his whole back to warm up as much as he could um, before he could bend down and, and put his shoes on and, and tie his shoes and so you know that being 22 years um, that being 22 years then he had the you know, then then we worked on him, and um, sure enough, you know it was you know it was his his, his glutes were super super tight were super super tight, and that tight I'm gonna explain in a second pulls on the tendons and it pulls on the bones, so that pulls on the bottom of the lower back there, so that 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 pain that tightness that was pulling on that, um, you know that was the that was the source of his pain, and so we were able to kind of loosen that up. Um, you know, really release a lot of that pain. We did do a lower back stretch, and that did help, definitely. Um, and sure enough, he he was good. I mean, he used to... He had this lower back pain for about 22 years, but it really started to escalate in the last year and a half, he said. Um, and so he stopped uh, cycling. He used to, he used to normally... He, he would normally cycle, um, you know, four days, five days a week, about 20 miles, 20, 30 miles. And, um, and each... Uh, and, and now it was to the point where he couldn't anymore. And so he felt really, really good. He, he started cycling. And sure enough, you know, that's where, that's where he's at today. Um, hasn't mentioned any issues anymore. Uh, it's long-lasting. So that's one thing I want to really impress upon you guys. It's not like, oh, you know, it's like you're getting treated and then um, you have to worry about possibly nicking or throwing something out again or injuring yourself again. Um, nah, it's not like that. It's it's you you get treated and then you're good for for a very long time, um, and and so you know we're really excited uh, to have that immediate and long lasting results. What else could you ask for? Um, and so now I, I'm going to jump into the final demographic, which is you know those of you who are trying to improve in your in your performance, improve. Uh, it, you know, whether it's a time, whether it's lifting heavier weight, whether it's, um, you know, just having, you know, being able to execute plays better, faster, uh, with more coordination. Uh, definitely that's happened with a lot of our athletes. Um, you know, going back to uh, one of the, you know, we, we had one of our sprinters um, that we mentioned earlier, that same sprinter. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, being a lead and having pain, he was able to drop down his time from 151 to 149. Um, his his fastest was 147. He by the time we met him, he was 151. Um, and then we um, because he you know he had been slowing down because all of that all of that whatever's been going on in his body. I'm explaining what it was that was happening. Um, but then he went down to 149, which is great. Then we also had uh, another athlete whom you know she was a, a a um a like bodybuilder like not like roided out but like you know a woman's physique or whatever uh i mean a woman's natural whatever they call that 
and um, she, you know, had a lot of a lot of pain. I mean, her hamstring; she couldn't connect with it. Like, she wasn't making as many uh, strength gains with her hamstrings, if anything at all. She said that she stopped really making any progress on it. Um, she couldn't hardly feel the muscle, and being worked on by us um, after that. She said, wow, like she, she was, you know, worked on her literally after the session, we recorded this and you'll find this on our social media, her reaction. Um, she was like, are you serious? Like when, when she tried to do her, the, the hamstring curl and then the hamstring, yeah, the hamstring curl and we're like, we're like, oh, what happened? And then she was like, I, I can feel it. And she's like, are you serious? And so it was super, we were all happy. It was so funny because we kicked it. We actually kicked off a, a woman off of her equipment uh, so that we can have this 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 girl test the test the exercise. Uh, we kicked this woman off the. We we're at the gym um, at Gold's, and um, you know we, we kicked this other woman off, and then she was like, "Well, what happened?" Like she's like, "Because well, she's watching her like reaction," and and you know we're all laughing and we're all happy, and 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 you know it was good. It was good. Um, then also we've had uh, clients, you know, that like to, you know, they they do bench press. Um, you know, they've been able to improve um, there instead of, you know, we had a client who was a, a bodybuilder, like, you know, he eats the nine meals a day, all that. He competes, and he's only used to making maybe one rep, maybe one rep gains uh, improvements in his in his bench it was and he went up after having been worked on by us he mentioned that that he you know before he was making maybe one rep gain sometimes maybe not um but you know one rep tops um and he when being worked on by us he after that uh he said that hey man i jumped you know I jumped three reps at that weight and then I ended up jumping two reps. No, it was four reps at that weight and then it was two reps at five pounds heavier. And um, I'm not sure if it was five pounds heavier on each dumbbell. I think it was. Um, And so we were like, he says, I think that what you guys did definitely helped. And we said, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You have, we allow you to activate a lot more of your muscle fibers. I'm going to explain that in a second. So then if you have more muscle fibers, obviously that's like, if if, the, if you were, if you were a car, we basically added horsepower to you um, with what we do. So I'm going to explain that in a second. And we've also had, um, you know, uh, longer distance runners um, tell us. Uh, one time we had these long distance runners, they're cross country runners actually, and they're in the off season. And they said they were planning on doing like a seven mile, a seven minute mile pace for like it was like a 12 mile run or something like that. Um, you know, something really, really slow. They were just getting, they literally were just going to do their first like run. I think it was like their first run from having been off of the track season, now transitioning into the cross country. Um, and so, um, you know, they mentioned though, you know, we worked on them that prior week cause, cause, um, you know, I told them, you know, I want, I want to try it. You know, we want to try this on you. This is, we, we weren't charging because we wanted just to get with the entire team, the entire track team. Because uh, we wanted that feedback, we wanted that that um, that data, and sure enough, yes, he worked on. We worked on him and his um, his uh, their times actually on that run. He told us that they were planning on doing a seven, but they ended up doing like it was like a six twenty 
something much better, something much faster. It was phenomenal. But then that's the, the, the second week. I think it was the second week that we were working on them or the third week, something like that. Um, they were they were doing a, a workout in the hills, running the hills. I think it was like nine miles or something. And they mentioned that um, their last mile, they sent us a time of his from his little watch thing. And the last mile, they hit that one at like 4.55 or 5, something like that. I think it was like 4.55. I think it was sub 5. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I mean, these guys were, you know, they were Division One runners. Um, so they're fast. They're Division, yeah, Division One runners. And I believe we're Division Two, something like that. Anyway, they're really, really fast. And, and they said, our legs just felt so good. We did not expect this at all. Like, you know, they were expecting maybe like a six. I think he said something like a six. I have to check my messages. But I think he said it was a six minutes is what they were expecting, uh, 6.15. But then, you know, they just felt so good. That last one, they just went, Psh. And that's one thing that happens is your muscles, they just feel so much more. Your whole body just feels so much more open. Um, it feels so much faster, so much stronger. Um, so that's a lot of athletes experience that improvement. Um, you know, one of um, one of our clients who was um, a football player, I forgot his position, honestly, but he was actually a really, really good um, athlete, really, really phenomenal a starter for USC. And uh, he did go on to the pros. He, he you know, I can't remember what round his draft was, but he was he was good. He did phenomenal. He stayed. He he you know he he stayed in it, uh, in the pros with the team, um, and um, I think it was the Jets that he stayed with that he he ended up with, um, and then sure enough, yeah, he felt he felt incredible. He he um, felt like he 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 messaged us during the second quarter of one of his his games, and he says man, normally I'd feel tired at this point, second or third, I think it was the third quarter or fourth quarter, something like that, but he says, he, he messes he messaged just saying how good he felt, and so that was really, really cool to see, um, to see him, you know, have that feedback, give us that response, and, and, um, you know, just, uh, have that improvement, so that's one thing we're able to do, so if you're in the state where, hey, look, you're not making improvements the way you want to, you would like to make more improvement, then definitely I would recommend, you know, give, you know, trying our therapy, trying, you know, trying what we do. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll experience that, hey, look, no, you're not past your elite level. You're not, you know, a lot of athletes, they think that, hey, you know, they're past their prime and they're not going to be able to perform at that level anymore. When, you know, that, that's not true. Um, uh, and I'm going to explain in a second why that's not true. So that's kind of what we do. Uh, I know it was a lot. Um, those are a lot of case studies. But let's go ahead and let's jump at what it is and, and how you can do this technique on yourself. So that way you can experience these results. So it's called Advanced Proprioceptive Neuromuscular Facilitation and we, or Advanced PNF for short. Now, it is a neuromuscular therapy, and so what that means is um, essentially we are using the nervous system's uh, own responses to be able to combat the root source of your pain, which surprisingly and very, very unknowingly is actually muscle tightness. Um, so after we use our, our muscles and, and 
your muscles, in our opinion, are the most overused tissue in the body. They're the most overused or the most not well treated. They endure so much stress. You know, you perform at high velocities. You put so much force on these muscles. You know, if you're in construction, lifting all that heavy weight on your muscles for hours and hours and hours. If you're an athlete, of course, you know, running and, and, and achieving those maximal velocities on that muscle. Um, you know, it's a lot of stress on the muscle. And if you're pushing and you're pressing a muscle together, you're contracting, you know, you're contracting your muscles. Your muscles, they, they, they stay contracted. You know, it's kind of like scrunching. When you scrunch a, a paper together, the paper stays scrunched. You know, when you try to scrunch it into a ball or whatever, it's kind of what's going on with your muscles. So they're contracting. In fact, a clinical study found that your muscles... Uh, in baseball players after pitching practice um, they had lost I think it was like one or two degrees range of motion uh, in inflection and extension and that's a huge deal you know you might not understand what that means but um, that means that your muscles are getting shorter and shorter and shorter every time that you um, are using them and the reason why that's a huge deal is because if your muscles are getting shorter, um, then you know these muscles are attached to bones. They're attached to tendons, and tendons are attached to bones. And if they're attached to tendons and they're shortening, they're going to pull on that tendon, and that tendon is going to pull on that bone. And of course, that naturally is going to elicit an inflammation response. Um, it's going to, which means obviously the release of prostaglandins, the histamines, um, the secretion and release of um, the firing of nociceptors, of um, pain receptors, stimulation of those. Once that happens, then of course you are going to have increased pain signaling. And not only that, but a shortened muscle is going to essentially not absorb a lot of the stress and the force that you put on the muscle. So if a muscle is shortened, it's, I mean, a muscle is very much like a rubber band. Um, you know, they, they bend, you know, they, they expand and then they, they contract, they expand, contract, expand, contract. And so if um, the rubber band is stiff and it's all contracted or your muscle is stiff, I mean, what happens to a rubber band when it's stiff and you try to pull on it? It snaps, right? So when you try to add any little stress onto your muscle uh, and, and it's stiff and it's contracted, it's going, to, it's going to rupture. It's going to break. It's going to pull. It's going to pull a tendon. You know, pull something out of place. So um, that is one thing about... Um, about about muscles that not a lot of people know um, that that they shorten and then they stay shortened after you use them after every time that you're using them so every single thing about it just think about how long you've been using your muscles if you're an athlete right if you're an elite athlete think about this if you're an elite athlete and and you train let's say three two hours a day Let's say you train in football, right? Two hours a day, 
maybe three hours a day probably. I'm pretty sure it's more like three hours a day. But let's say you're training. Let's say you're training three hours a day. Okay. And um, you know, that's three hours a day that you're pushing, pressing, contracting that the let's say for example it's your shin muscle, which is which is a very very vulnerable muscle that leads to a lot of knee pain. And oftentimes it leads to athletes just not being able to do to work on their to work out because they just have a ton of knee pain or just a ton of tightness, ton of stiffness. Then you're essentially pressing and pressing and pressing three hours a day. Let's say, you know, if you're an elite athlete, you've probably been doing, you know, you probably do five days a week year round average because, you know, off season included and all that. So five days a week. Um, and then that's 15 hours. And let's say, for example, 365 days in a year. Um, I'm not really going to do the math on that, but um, I'm pretty sure that's over like 50,000 hours. Right? Three hours a day. No, that's not that's not true. Three hours a day, 365, five, five days a week, and then 50 weeks in a year. Um, that should probably be like 900 hours, almost 1,000 hours in, in a... Um, in a year but then let's assume that you've been training for about 10 years you know let's assume five years you know five years a thousand a thousand hours a week that's five thousand hours of just contracting on your muscles five thousand hours of contracting shortening pressing your muscles together i mean do you not think that something's not going to happen to your muscles like like really So, and so that's where what we do comes in handy. And so, and so, and so think about that. It's, there's so much more shortened now. I mean, 12, 10,000 10, hours of just pushing and pressing them together, literally at maximal forces, maximal velocity. Imagine using all your strength to push a muscle together, to contract it and shorten it for 10,000 hours. And I think it's going to end up a little bit more shortened. So what happens that, you know, that being shortened now, you have reduced range of motion, um, you can't slip into certain movements, um, and so any little stress that you put on your muscle result can result in a severe injury, you know, you're in a lot of pain, that's what's happening, uh, you know, physiologically, uh, that's the kind of mechanism that's resulting in, in, you, in the pain that you feel and your inability to, to be able to use your muscles, that's one thing. Okay, number two is um, there is a there is a I don't want to say number two, number two, number two. There is a way then that makes you wonder. Okay, if if the muscles being contracted are the problem, then we just have to elongate or relax the muscles right that's kind of like the the logic that would come to mind and and yes you're right that is what would happen we need to relax and elongate these muscles if contraction is the problem then relaxation would resolve it and a lot of times when people think relaxation they typically think of um you know um they typically think of 
of stretching. They think of yoga because those movements, they would naturally relax the muscle. You naturally lengthen the muscle. So a lot of people think, okay, you know, those are, those are good approaches to, to sort of combating this stress. And actually, that's not true. Um, the reason being is there is what you have called a stretch reflex. So anytime that you try to stretch the muscle, um, you know, let's say, for example, and maybe you might remember when you were in, if you've ever had PE class, um, you know, in, in, in middle school or high school, or even in your sport, when you guys would stretch and then they would try to have you to bend down and touch your toes, right? And then, you know, you, you bend down and you try to touch your toes. The only thing is, is when you bend down, you know, you can't touch your toes, right? There is a, you know, you, you can't reach down for your toes. Your body won't let you reach down for your toes. And that is what's called the stretch reflex. You know, maybe you're stuck at your shin area or something. And that stretch reflex, really, it's, it's um, your body's protection mechanism. It's your nervous system. Remember, your, nervous, your nerves run along your muscles. Um, we have nerves that run along our muscles. And this is important to understand before I make the next point. And your nervous system actually protects you uh, protects your muscles it protects it's, it's meant to protect you um, and a part of that if your nervous system is not used to certain ranges of motion it's not used to um, you know it's, it's so used to being in a shortened state if ever you try to lengthen that state you try to lengthen that range of motion what's going to happen is whenever you try to challenge that you know go into a, a range of motion your nervous system would consider quote unquote unsafe it's going to stop you it's going to it's, it's going to basically say hey look i consider this unsafe you know we can't we can't do this i'm not going to let you get to this range of motion and so what ends up happening there is that obviously number one you're not able to ever really get into a new range of motion recover mobility or lengthen your muscle so that you can't get past the root of the problem you can't ever overcome the problem so um you know we're really excited though that so that's why for example you can't touch your toes because that stretch reflex so you're never able to you know get past or reduce the pain and that's why also when you try to do yoga if you've ever done yoga um you know there are certain movements that you can't do maybe you can't do a warrior two pose um, and, and that can be because that there is, um, there is lack of the, lack of the, lack of the, um, mobility in the muscles. And so your stretch reflex, it, it, it keeps you at where, where you are. It doesn't let you go anymore. And that's a huge problem, obviously, because, you know, that just kind of regulates, relegates you to a state of pain. Now, what we do then is the question then becomes, okay, is there a way to sort of turn off this stretch reflex? Can we, can, and that's what we do. There, there is a way to turn off the stretch reflex. And um, once, once you do that, then you're going to be able to get into deeper ranges of motion um, and with being able to get into deeper ranges of motion, then we can be able to, um, 
really, really, um, really, really try to at least get into, um, get into, uh, with deeper ranges of motion, we can really try to get into, uh, healing your body. So the way this happens is what we would do is we would have you, um, let's go back to that illustration of bending down and touching your toes. So how, how, how would we be able to turn off that stretch reflex? Um, so when you bend down and touch your toes, let's say you're going to, uh, you're getting at the bottom and you can't bend down anymore, which this is a good illustration because the, the, the hamstrings, the stretches out the hamstrings. And if you can really relax the hamstrings, this is going to help get rid of a lot of knee pain. Um, and so that's why I, I would recommend this. Um, I would recommend this exercise. Um, and so if you bend down and touch your toes, then... Um, and you can't do that, then what that essentially, what what we would do is we would have you try to bend your knees. So you're actually trying to contract your hamstring. So you're stretching your hamstring, stretching your hamstring. You can't stretch it anymore. So we have you contract the hamstring. And in contracting that hamstring, it's going to trigger what is called a Golgi tendon response. So the Goji tendon response, you've been through this before. You've experienced it. Um, you might not know what it means. Um, it's jargon. But um, essentially, the Goji tendon response is just, it's just your body's way of, um, of protecting itself when you contract. So it's very similar to the stretch reflex. Remember, the stretch reflex we said was your body's way of protecting you when you relax it too much when you're trying to stretch too much your your nervous system sends a response saying hey look i'm not going to allow you stretch anymore because this is considered unsafe right okay but the goji tendon organ is your body's response that basically says hey um look um you're what you're doing what you're contracting the weight that you're loading um, and let's say, I mean, and, and like I said, you've been through this. Let's say, for example, you've um, gone to, let's say, for example, that you've, you've, um, let's say, for example, that you've lifted weights, right? You were bench pressing or squatting. Um, and in that process of lifting weights, you, you realized that, um, you know, you hit that point where you needed someone to spot you, right? You needed someone to help you lift that weight. And, uh, you know, you could, and, and, and you're, and, you know, that's when your chest event essentially dies. Your chest says, Hey, you know, I can't bench press any more weight. So when you get to that point where you can't bench press any more weight, um, that was your nervous system kicked into high gear. Your nervous system basically said, hey, what you're doing is too unsafe. Um, you know, this, this weight is too heavy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut down these and all their muscle fibers. So that way you don't try to continue this process, this unsafe process of loading heavy weight onto your muscles. So it's very, it sounds very similar to the stretch reflex, obviously. 
the only thing is, is this is happening in the opposite scenario. So this, remember, the stretch reflex was in the case where you are um, loading, where you are stretching too far. This is the case where you are relaxing, where you are contracting too hard. This Golgi tendon organ here. Now, the cool thing about this Golgi tendon organ is that um, it cannot occur when the or it, it, when it occurs, the stretch reflex cannot occur, and that's really the secret to the results that we give. So when your Golgi tendon fires, your stretch reflex cannot fire, and you're like, okay, so so what does that mean? So that means that if we're having you going back to the illustration where you're trying to bend down and touch your toes, if you try to bend your knees at the bottom of that movement, to you know, which again you're trying to do to relieve um, to relieve shin pain or knee pain, then that's going to shut off. It's going to start by contracting and contracting and contracting your nervous system is going to say, okay, look, this is too much contracting. It's going to start stimulating the Golgi tendon organ to relieve that contraction. And then in doing that, your body is going to, I mean, it's going to relax. It's going to, uh, it's going to stop the Golgi tendon organ. It's going to stop the contraction. It's going to allow you to relax. And so it ends up happening what it looks like when you're doing it is that, hey, look, you're trying to stretch down, touch your hamstrings, uh, to touch your toes, to, to relax your hamstrings, to, to relieve the back, uh, to relieve the knee pain. But then, you know, your stretch reflex kicks in, doesn't let you bend down. Great. So you go ahead and you um, start contracting your, your, your hamstrings, trying to bend your hamstrings. And then basically your your hamstrings they relax now they they relax because the goji tendon organ fired so then they let you stretch further and then you can stretch further and get back that range of motion and so um so then that's how that works out you're able to gain gain mobility and then it, once you're for about a second you're able to stretch further so you gain more mobility and then in about um and then, and then until, until your stretch reflex kicks in again. So once your stretch reflex kicks in, you start contracting again for, you know, another eight seconds, contract, try to bend your knees, try to bend your knees, try to bend your knees until the Goji tendon organ stimulates, the stretch reflex shuts off, and then it relaxes even more and it allows you to stretch even farther. And then, um, you can go ahead and, um, and, and repeat the process and then you know you repeat the process maybe three to five total times and that'll be enough to relieve the pain um and so i mean that's 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 how we do it that's that's what that's what it is um i mean if you have any other questions the exact protocol and methodology can be found on our uh podcast i mean on our on our social media our instagram at the stretching healer and then obviously our youtube channel the stretching healer uh, those are going to be spelled exactly exactly how they sound um the stretching healer 
and um, you know you can get all the techniques for all your muscle groups depending on what you do you know if you're a football player you're going to want to do all the leg exercises there's like 11 different ones um, if you are a um, a you know a uh, a sprinter you know more so all the ones for the legs you know even if you work in a desk job you're going to want to do you know the ones for the lower back the glutes and that's really it and so um, that's everything. Um, we hope that you guys enjoy it. All of our content is free. If you ever have questions, DM us on our social media and, uh, we look forward to helping you guys relieve pain. Remember, check them all out. If you want sessions, you can find that out on our social media. We charge, but everybody enjoy to be a pain-free life.